What is up, boys and girls? Uh, welcome to Sawdust Talk, episode 27, with extra special guest, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks. Uh, we're going to get everybody in here in a minute, but this is going to be extra exciting for all of you. Look at all of these cool kids that are getting here. All right. Let's see who else is going to come in. Here. Maybe. Hey, Daniel, how's it going? What is up? Can you hear me? I can hear you pretty darn well. Is my audio at a reasonable level for you? Yes, it's very reasonable. Oh, that's good. All right, Ed's I'm popping in here. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I shoot for consistently mediocre or better. Oh, that's good. That's good. Or, better. or better. Or better. All right, there's Ed, and What's it up? looks What's like... What's up, Dan? What's up, Eddie? Jeff, booyah! Look at all of these cool kids in the magic mirror. What's up, guys? Pouring a drink. Hey, can you hear me all right? No, I can hear you well. Okay, oh, I hear you okay. fine. I hear you fine. Sorry. Ooh. Hey, before we start, I just want to say the leprosy that I have going on here is from, you know, the Florida vacation. I'm sure Dan probably has a little something going on, but I'm, uh, I'm not no, dying. I, I I'm not sunscreen. dying. I just want everyone to know. I wore sunscreen like a, like an adult. No. Yeah. I like know. a good boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I put it, I, I put it on my kids, but I don't, I don't put it on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's naughty. All right, boys and girls, well, I'd like to welcome all of our viewers and hosts to tonight's episode of Sawdust Talk, brought to you by George Supply Company. Um, George takes care of all of your merchandising, swag, stickers, promotional product needs. Uh, he's also really found a lot of love in the maker community, and so we want to give a big shout out to him. Um, as the conversation continues, everybody that's on the live, uh, there's a little question and a question mark box down there in the bottom um feel free to toss questions in there to ask daniel and uh we will get to all of that um i guess i'll start by introducing myself i'm tj with tjt woodworks uh workshop i'm here in st louis um do a little bit of wood turning lots of bowls uh, a little bit of metal work here and there i've uh, been making stuff and helping kyle out when he can't uh make it onto the show um Ed and then Kyle, and then we'll close it out with uh, Daniel up there. Uh, I'm Ed Mancini from Mancini Woodworking. Uh, I'm out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I just retired after 20 years in the Army and uh, find myself with a little bit more time on my hands. And I've been doing a little <clears throat> bit of word working here and there for about two years. Well, you, said, you said Kyle. I don't know. I don't know where Kyle is, but uh, I'm Jeff Maker's Way. Um, I build furniture and, and that's pretty much it. I do YouTube on Yeah. So, yeah. On to Jeff, our, uh, our special guest. Jeff, did I see you working with Johnny Builds in his last mm -hmm. video? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do, uh, Jeff. I do his filming. Uh, we're getting me into doing his editing and then I will be featured in some future builds doing more, cool. more builds. We got some pretty big ideas coming up, but it's, it's awesome. going to be fun. Yeah, he's uh, he's awesome when it comes to design ideas. He's an inspiration. Yeah, he beats me, though. So other than that, he's a good guy. <laughs> he beats you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's genuinely uh, exactly how he looks in the videos. Just a, a big goofball, super oh, yeah. nut. So to, he pays me to say that I have to say that every time I talk about it. <laughs> he's watching. Talk to him. <laughs> at the last workbench con he's 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 a fun guy yeah he's a good guy. uh so anyways i'm daniel i do a lot of dancing for money on the internet uh occasionally i do some furniture building and and whatnot i host a podcast with a few other goofballs uh i'm not going to mention their name because this is all about me and not them that's right uh, <laughs> and uh i i used to be a full-time photographer and i quit doing that well, I still do it, but I don't do it nearly as much. Um, I, I was a full-time photographer from 2009 to 2020, about when the pandemic hit, and then I started focusing on the woodworking, and, well, that's doing okay for me. So here we are. Nice. Nice. Now, you, you, did, 
you did woodworking before the photography also though, right? Yeah, the woodworking for me goes way back. I mean, I started working in a furniture factory straight out of high school in 1997. So that tells you how old I am. I'm old dog. Um, I was running their bandsaws, making intricate cuts for the front of like chairs, you know, like the sweeping arms and stuff. Okay. Uh, and then I went from there to another manufacturing plant that had a woodworking uh, department and I was working there too. And then in, two, in 2011, I quit doing that and started doing the photography thing full time. I think I misspoke earlier. I, I did photography from 2009, but I started doing that full time in 2011. Okay. And, and like okay. When, when you were doing um, the, the factory stuff, was it very, you're talking about using the bandsaw. Do you think any of the skills that you learned from that early on helped you now or you've kind Absolutely. of gained a lot more since then? Well, I've gained a lot more since then for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking about building furniture, you know, large scale. I was doing the same stuff over and over and over again. I wasn't doing, right. my hand wasn't in it like every step of the way, but right. it did teach me quite a bit. You know, it, it, I learned early on, you know, the strength of wood glue and it's, it's kind of shocking how, it, how strong it is even now. Like uh, I think it's even stronger now than it was in, the late nineties, but, uh, yeah, it, it's taught me a lot, you know, and I, I did other things in that factory, but that was like the, the main thing I did. So let's address the elephant in the room real quick. Um, eight inches. Ed, Ed those eight guns. Oh, those guns, Ed, you got the sun's out gun ground, buddy. Look at those Bro, arms. He's this is, flexing. this is my laser. I know. Making us all feel insecure. <laughs> oh, like, Oh, no. guys, sorry no. about the... Oh, these? This is, oh, these right here? This is my retirement body, I promise. <laughs> so, I forgot what was the actual question. So, go ahead, uh, one of you guys. All right, so I took a deep dive through your Instagram today, and I, I know oh, that you're forward. absolutely yeah. flooded with likes and all of that, but I, I went way back into the Wayback Machine to some of your 2017 stuff. Um, yeah, no, way back there. Um, and one of the things that I kind of noticed was that uh, if you scroll from where you are now all the way back to the beginning, it's there's almost sort of a pivotal moment where your work goes from pine and two-by-four <laughs> crafts and, and projects to... Yeah intricates and, and hardwoods and, and furniture building. And a lot of that happens right around the time where you start talking about your domino and it starts showing up. Do you think that your acquisition of the domino was that big of a game changer or was it just my observation? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, it's a game changer. I tell people that all the time. I mean, that's not money that I ever spent that I regret spending. Um, I think having the domino really made me want to up my game a little bit more because you know, I have this great machine and I don't want to be building, you know, just pine furniture from the Home Depot or wherever you're getting your lumber from. Uh, so I felt like it was necessary to uh, up my my wood game as well. I mean, I felt like it was the only natural progression in that. Now, you're not, you're not, I, dogging, I, I, on, uh, you're not dogging on people in like small garages. Absolutely. Building with <laughs> pine or anything. Let's, say, <laughs> let's make that clear. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I didn't feel like it justified. I, I wasn't justified using the domino while I was building uh, yeah. stuff out of pine. Still, so I, I, yeah. I felt like it. You know, it was the natural progression. When the when the dominoes are stronger, when the joints are stronger than the wood themselves. Every time, yeah, you step up in the wood quality for sure. For sure. So, so have you ever made uh, something out of pine that you used the, the domino for since then? Yeah, I'm sitting at it. I made yeah, this kitchen table has a pine base with a walnut top, and uh, it's all put together with domino. Did it? You can't a see bit? it. No, we still like this table. I mean, it's it's a nice table. I got the legs, though. You can buy pre-turned legs from Lowe's, and I bought some pre-turned legs from Lowe's, and. I made my own stretchers out of pine and whipped it together and put a walnut top on it. There you go. So Jeff's taking a sip. I was going to call on you. Um, oh, the other done. thing that, that I, I kind of noticed was that um, I also poked around your Etsy store 
a good good bit today too man i, I was diving through all the goods um, i didn't see any new orders come in what's wrong with you <laughs> well you know i mean how many router templates can a guy own right um but yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, transitioning from, you know, word of mouth advertising to doing business on Etsy. And I guess maybe starting that conversation with what's your best selling Etsy product that you got? Bow ties? Oh, yeah. Bow ties are still yeah. the number one seller. Uh, I think the zero clearance inserts are slowly creeping in on uh, taking over the number one spot. Uh, it's, it's weird how that all started. You know, I got I got that one Finity CNC and... I wanted it to earn its keep, so to speak. I mean, that's an expensive machine. So I was cutting stuff and just throwing it on Etsy and seeing what would stick. And lo and behold, it's bow ties and zero clearance inserts. So that has actually, that, that starts up another conversation that has actually uh, opened up a whole nother uh, avenue for me. I'm thinking about stopping commissions uh, I'm going to quit taking commissions and I'm going to focus on the Etsy only and content creation. That's so all. Awesome. It's, it's, it's pretty great how, how that's grown. I like it. That's the goal. That's always the goal. Having yeah. customers tell you what they want is just uh, so annoying. Uh, people <laughs> are the worst really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy, I enjoy customers, you know, having, I'd like to get to the point where it's only bring me something that like, just intrigues me and I really want to build it. And I could, I didn't yes. think of that and we can work together and collaborate. But exactly. I mean, I've built the same credenza. I mean, 14 times in the past, like two months. So that kind of gets old with commission pieces when it's like choose yeah, from wanna, these specific designs and then go from there. I want to build stuff that I want to build. And, you know, like you were saying, you know, if, if a client or a customer comes around and they have something super unique, then, yeah, probably I'll, I'll take it on. But if it's something I've made over and over again, uh, I'm probably going to pass on it just because, yeah. you know, it's monotonous at this point. Yeah. Don't ask me how to spell that word. I don't know how to spell monotonous. I don't even know what that word means. So I've, I've purchased a lot of your, your, uh, your files. I have a lot of those. Actually. You have all it. Of, Thank you very all much. All of your zero clearance insert files. So like when you, when you started this whole adventure, I'm not going to say journey because I know how you feel about that. But this whole adventure, <laughs> um, like, what did you want to be known as? Because now you're like the bow tie king. You know what I mean? I, so, like, at, at what point did you transition? Like, when you started, you say, I, I want to be known for this out of my business. Um, for some reason, I happen to be a flag guy. That's the most I get ordered. And I did not intend for that to happen, you know? My my only goal was to be known as the guy that can make anything out of wood, and if you can dream it, I can make it type of situation. Uh, I don't want to be known for any one thing. I, uh, I don't really want to pinhole myself into that, but it feels like that's kind of where I'm headed with the Etsy thing, though, right? Right. But that's why I'm always throwing up new products, because you never know what's going to stick or what's going to take off. And Like I've told people in the past, uh, it's it costs you 20 cents and the time and the materials to make that product one time just so you can take pictures of it and put it on Etsy. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm putting new stuff up there all the time to see what, uh, what'll take off. Sweet. All right. So when you talk about new stuff that's going up there all the time, uh, what do you think is going to be the next clever idea you come up with? Man, if I, if I could predict the future like that, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know. I, I made those, uh, I made that, uh, what was it? The phone watch dock thing. I sold like yeah. four, four of those right away. So that was pretty cool, but I don't know. It seems to me that the things that sell the best through Etsy are things that other woodworkers can buy, like the yeah. zero clearance inserts and the bow ties, things that make other people's workflow more efficient. So that's kind of what I'm after right now. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I was going to say maybe different style bow ties might be your next big thing. Cause I've, yeah, I've tried rounded different ones. styles. I've made yeah. barbells. I've made a few different things. And yeah, yeah the some barbells do the best are well. the, the basic design. Huh. Interesting. What type of wood usually sells the best? The zebra ones, the zebra wood oh. look pretty cool. Zebra wood sells okay, but walnut by far crushes everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah walnut. 90 walnut. Walnut. Yeah, people love walnut. 
Which is, I think at the end of the day, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think at the end of the day, like um, as far as bow ties are concerned, you have, you know, novice, you have intermediate and experts that can all use that, that style of bow tie, whether they're using a router or, or a chisel or whatever, it's probably the easiest for them to be able to do. Yeah. It's got the straight lines. It's a good classic look. I mean, you know, people have been using that style for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So, right. It's tough to be. Yeah, the Egyptians actually used them, if you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. It, that's how they held the pyramids together. <laughs> You're stupid. I, I think I saw that <laughs> documentary. Yeah, they skip over. They gloss over it. It's, uh, you know, big bow tie is trying to hide the facts. <laughs> They're hidden really well. Um, we were talking about zero clearance inserts. Would anybody like to explain to Sam over at Wooly Pedals uh, what they're used for? Seems like we got the guy right here. They help. They help with establishing the the saw blade line a lot easier, so you know where exactly the saw blade's going to hit, especially like on a miter saw or whatever. Uh, they also help with keeping uh, little offcuts from falling down into the table saw or your miter saw. Uh, some some people will say they help with uh, dust collection, and you know if you buy a, a nice hardwood zero clearance insert, it's going to look nicer than a piece of plastic. Yeah, and they can help with tear out as well. I mean, yes, back. tear out. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I got you back. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ed, you want to take the uh, the yard games question? Yeah. So uh, Temecula Yard Games uh, wants to know. Uh, how much has the podcast changed your visibility, i.e. like Etsy and social media following and stuff like that? Is that for me? Yeah, for you. Indeed. Uh, I think the podcast has helped tremendously. So I was very fortunate enough to kind of hook up with Mike Coffee uh, via Instagram before WorkbenchCon of 2020. And we talked a little bit uh, through Instagram. And then when I finally got to meet him in person at WorkbenchCon in 2020, uh, I was like, hey, man, uh, we're doing great here. We should have a podcast. And we had a third guy, uh, but if he originally didn't go uh, – he didn't work out. So he, Mike Coffey said, hey, I know this other guy. Let's give him a call. Let's have a, a group phone call, and we'll see how that goes. And it went phenomenally. I mean, our first episode is called Episode Zero because it wasn't supposed to be a podcast. Um, <laughs> but more to the point um, – I think that has helped tremendously because the timing of the podcast was perfect. Uh, we had decided to do it. Our first ever <laughs> podcast was in March of 2020. That's right before everything started shutting down. Uh, so people were trapped inside. You know, they were looking for something to do. I mean, I think everything just kind of fell into place perfectly. So the podcast yeah. ha- has helped tremendously on lots of things. So I think when we started the podcast, I was less than 5,000 followers. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I think Co- Coffee and I had a race to like 5,000 or something like that. I think he crushed me to 5,000, if, if memory serves me correctly. How did you, yeah. what originally drew you to Mike Coffee, like as far as initially? Because you the guys beard? weren't big it's on, yeah. Have you not on seen Instagram. Beard? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mike's always very personable through Instagram. He was always willing to chat and, and, talk through Instagram and I didn't talk to a whole lot of people through Instagram. So mm-hmm. he was like one of the very few people that I talked to through Instagram and I could tell that I liked his personality even through Instagram. So noise. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, so we got another question, Kyle Brewer, uh, the actual, the, the main host of this, this little shindig we got going on asks, uh, what's the best advice? I can't read all of it. What's the uh, best for advice someone who's just beginning? For someone who's just beginning or someone who's just getting started. Take that leap. Just do I it. think that's the uh, same thing. Yeah. Take the leap. Do it. Get over your fe- your fears of, you know, uh, failure. That, I think that's one of the things that kept me from, from getting on Instagram and, and showing my work was the fear of failure. I think a lot of, a lot of people get scared by that. Just, just do it and don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about not having the best tools. Don't worry about, you know, what other woodworkers think of you using pocket holes. Just, just 
just do your thing. Do you go do it and share it. And you never know. Yeah, Matt Outlaw made a very off. good living known as the, the, the pocket hole. The king, pocket hole so. king. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be on, on the, the, the show in yeah. know, like a month or so. He'll be on towards the end of the year. All right. Gotcha. Um, STL Effie, who is my wife, wants to know, uh, in addition to selling wooden bow ties uh, <laughs> for woodworking, do you own an actual bow tie? I do not. <laughs> I own many neckties, but none of them are bow ties. What's so your favorite, make... to, uh, to backpack on that, um, what's your favorite necktie not? Is it a double Windsor? You seem like a half Windsor kind of guy. Um, I'm a double Windsor, you know, James Bond. Oh, power knot. I like it. Man so like think, the symmetrical knot. A, a, yeah. sawdust, a sawdust talk challenge is you need to do a reel of making a bow tie while wearing a bow tie. Oh. Do I have to tie the bow tie myself? No, you get a clip on it. No, just get a clip on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. If I can get a clip on it, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I got you. Challenge accepted. Uh, Kyle Hayden wants to know if not for Etsy, what would you be doing for marketing? Uh, I, I've grown. I've grown a very large word of mouth base uh, thanks to my photography. So I'd probably just keep relying on that. If, if, if that fell through, I'd probably do some uh, boosted posts on Facebook or something like that. Okay, so and then sort of to follow up on photography. I'm sorry for talking over you, Jeff. Oh, um, we're talking about photography. It's okay. Oh, okay. Um, do you use a, a studio setup and a sweep and lights and all that jazz when you're photographing your work, or is it now just yeah, sort of the camera and do. some nice lights? I have everything that a studio would need currently, but I do not have a studio. I had a studio back in 2014, 2013. I shared it with a couple other photographers, uh, but I don't currently have a studio. But I do have a lot of studio equipment. However, it's very cumbersome to try to pull out the good gear and take progress pictures in my garage. And most of the stuff you see on my, on my page is all from my phone. Yeah. I, I was a studio guy when I was in college myself and the capabilities of, of a phone now are just unreal. Yeah. yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah. So I have a DSLR so from like 10 years ago. That's my phone takes better pictures. I don't even pull it out. Unless I want to do some specific, like long exposure or something that my phone is just not capable of, but other than that, right. my phone does everything I need. So before the next question, uh, so do you have a plan on going back to YouTube? Because you had YouTube videos yes. in the past, and then you did some shorts, and then you kind of just vanished. So yes, uh, that's all part of my not taking any more commissions and, and focusing okay. on content creation and Etsy only. Nice. So yes, be on the lookout. <laughs> that uh, My YouTube channel is like slowly dying. So I need to get back into that for sure. Okay. I really and so, like the possibilities of where that can go. So yeah. 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 Do you think that the fact that you can use snippets of copyrighted music to make video reels versus having to do royalty free music on youtube is something that might add to the appeal of and the ease of doing stuff through instagram oh yeah for sure instagram mm -hmm. and tiktok i think that's huge uh, i i i don't know how they're getting away with that i mean i i would assume that they're paying the artists yeah. uh, a cut but yes absolutely that helps i mean everybody recognizes that song and that's how you get the training sounds and yeah you would think I mean, youtube would kind of follow in those footsteps and kind of sling some money to the uh, the artists themselves. So they do, that, when it, they do when it comes to shorts, but they won't let you monetize the shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. that's crappy. Yeah. yeah. We mean, don't do shorts, sense, I mean, so I don't really know anything about that. that uh, if, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you put up a short and you use one of their artists, uh, non-free non, uh, music, I, my brain is like not working. Royalty-free? Yeah, if, if oh, you non use non-royalty-free music, yeah. trending, you know, popular music, uh, if you set it to monetize, like, uh, on, when you do, like, any video through YouTube, you, you can set up to monetize it or not. You'll get a message saying, all your monetization from this video is going to go to this artist, so, yeah. 
Okay. Well, uh, Bernie's got some some burning questions tonight. Um, he wants to know if you like walnut <laughs> or maple. Why not both, Bernie? Why do I? Yeah, Bernie. Bernie. Idiot. <laughs> Stupid Bernie. Don't Bernie. You don't talk about my friend Bernie like that. That's. I love it. Bernie. That's. I mean, that's. It's a question that we ask very frequently. Um, <laughs> I'm going through some of the questions on here. So I know, TJ, you're going through some of them too. Um, so uh, Kyle, um, the the normal host of the show, uh, wants to know what's the most overlooked tool in your opinion. Uh, most overlooked tool. Man, I don't know. That's a pretty hard hitting question. Uh, I'd have to think. Can we circle back to that? Yeah. yeah. About How about a, com a completely different question? What's a tool that you rarely use but always, always enjoy when you do use it? The spindle sander. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It's it's nice to have that, but you know, very often it just sits there. But when you do get yeah. to use it, you're like, oh man, I'm so glad yeah. to have this. Yeah. Do you have? I've actually. One? No, I have a Laguna. Laguna ah, one. It's fancy. pretty nice. Fancy um, pants. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that on our podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, I feel like. We got a nearly identical question. So, yeah, that was pretty mm. easy to answer. <laughs> yeah, I've just been listening to every episode and writing down all the questions that you guys got. <laughs> so we're going to have we're yeah. gonna have a French guy pop in, and they're going to speak. Whenever somebody says they, they've been listening to our podcast, my uh, default answer is, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's rough. It's it's tough to get through, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right, this one's kind of long, so I'm sorry if I'm sniping questions from you guys, but it's uh, how do you decide what kind of content to make into content, and how often do you have to redo this stuff after the fact because you realize it would make good content after you've already done it? Occasionally, you have to redo it. So I just had a, a video get, like, almost 9 million views. Mm -hmm. uh, it was me taking out a, a bit from the CNC, and when I – uh, loosened up the collet it just it got fell stuck into in the there. wood it just stuck there and when that happened i was like oh that'll be a good reel so i redid it for the reel um mm -hmm. as far as how do you decide what kind of content is good content i mean have you heard that trending sound where the girl is singing everything is content everything is content yeah everything is content you never yeah. know it's like throwing wet spaghetti noodles at the wall you never know what's gonna stick yeah. you just gotta do it I've actually been going around different, um, different people's uh, uh, Instagrams looking at their reels to see their million view ones and to see if there's any kind of connection. It's so random. It's crazy. It's random. Like some of the stuff that people yeah. do like 6 million views on, I'm like, wow, like that's, there's yeah. no way you can tell. You can't, you can't stress out about, you know what you think is going to do good and what's not because the the the, the ones that i think are going to be bangers they fall flat all the time you know yeah. i just never know that's why i just don't post content i go like two weeks <laughs> I, have, I, I, actually, I haven't posted anything in like five days <laughs> yeah. my wife was like you know post anything i'm like ah, i'm living in stories right now everything's fine um so TJ's wife wants to know, um, what are you most proud of? The life I've built, the family I have. Oh. <laughs> are, are you talking? Well, what's about the real answer? What's the real like, answer? Like woodworking wood, wood related. <laughs> like I know it's actually your dog, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Max. Wherever he's at. Um, I got I got a couple things that I'm super proud of. Uh, equally, <clears throat> I built a giant desk for a client. Uh, Thirteen foot walnut desk that I was really proud of and then I also made a curly cherry headboard with integrated side tables on either side of it for a king size bed uh, and the, the the side tables stood on one leg or it, they at least looked like they stood on one leg and I was really proud of that too you got to go deep into my profile to find those things but TJ probably did. You probably saw. I that. did actually. Yeah, the, there's a sort of compilation on your YouTube page of that oh, walnut yeah. build. Um, they, that client asked me to do that for them, so I was like, they wanted a compilation so she could 
give it to her husband because that desk was for her husband. And I was like, mm. well, might as well put it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, even down to the walnut on walnut slides <laughs> in the cabinet on the side of that, that, that desk is stunning, man. I mean, you crushed Thanks. it. That, those slides did not work out so well. By the really? way, I had, to re I had to redo those slides. They, they were getting stuck. The guy was like really struggling to pull them out after a while. They swelled a little bit. So I had to bring home that little cabinet and scrape it down and uh, readjust it. And it was a, it was a pain. I, I never showed any of that content. You don't show all your failures, just some of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that one, that would, that was cool. But yeah, that was only about a year ago that that compilation got put together. Has it only been a year? Okay. I don't know. So probably a year and change. It's YouTube math. So I mean, time and space are kind of yeah crazy i got two kids under four man like but time and space are pointless uh oh dusty beard has a question for you Kyle, what CAD, um, what i can read those what cad design <laughs> software is your preference for cnc and why <laughs> uh i've only ever used one cad program and that is uh vectric aspire why because i got a heck of a deal on it and we'll leave it at that. That's an expensive program. I would never pay the full price for that. <laughs> yeah, it's super expensive. If I if I wasn't using that, I'd probably pay for VCarve Pro because it's very, very similar. And that's what I have. I have VCarve Pro. I like VCarve Pro, and it's, <laughs> it's been fine for everything that I've done up to this point. However, when I do decide to go more into the 3D realm is where I'm really going to need uh, Aspire um, because yeah. there's, there's not a well, – there's – very limited options for 3D on VCar Pro. I've only dabbled uh, a few times with the 3D uh, uh, capabilities of that program, and I, I would really like to do that in the future. I think mm -hmm. uh, one of them was the seats I made for some stools. And I'll tell you, I don't know if I did it right, because carving those seats took like four hours, and I don't think that's right. See, I was, I was actually going to talk to you about that, because I wanted, I've been really afraid to make chairs, but I got a domino now, and I'm like, I could make the curvature from the stools and stuff. Like, did you get that? Um, did you get the vectors or the file from somebody else or you created that on your own? For the seat tops yeah. or for the whole chair? For the, for the seat, uh, for the part you sit on, the, the ass part. The ass part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a design that was basically what I wanted off Etsy. It was like five bucks. And then I manipulated it to what I wanted. Okay. It yeah. got me 99% of the way there, 95%, yeah. whatever. Gotcha. And then does the rest of it just come down to sanding and shaping and, you know, power carving with the 60 grit gouge? Yeah, it was, there was a lot of sanding after that, for sure. That's really cool. I actually really liked your photo shoot of you standing on that stool. That, that actually pleased me more than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, Is that I the one you that fell because... off? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ed, for remembering that. Yeah, I fell <laughs> off that. I don't have any proof of the fact that I fell off. God damn, I wish I, I wish I did. That would have been good content right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I took that photo of me standing up on top of those because they're cantilevered, and I knew, I knew there were going to be comments saying, "Well, that's not going to be very strong." So I had to prove, prove the haters wrong. Yeah. yeah. I was a. Uh... If we can go back to the podcast, I, I am actually kind of a fan. Um, well, I do listen to of, it. Thank you. Uh, well, just two, just two of you. Um, I did have. What's your? Where do you see that going from from here? What's what's you guys' goals? Um, are you going to kick the that one? You know which one I'm talking about. One of your podcasts. You're going to kick him off. Um, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of guests. Yeah. You guys going to go back to it or kind of a mixture or? We like, we, we were actually talking about this not too long ago, uh, just between the three of us. We like doing the guest thing. I mean, that really opens up our audience to more people. Yeah. And, you know, let's, the, war, let's the last one with Mike was really good. Um, yeah. And then, and then the, the J cats was just a really good, really good. The episode. J cats one was really good. I mean, that's already become our number one episode ever. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. if you could even already? go all the way back. Yeah. It's, it's crushing everything. So people really, really like that one, which is cool. Uh, we really like to see that. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep having guests. 
simply because it it widens our audience by bringing on people that wouldn't necessarily necessarily bring it on. It's it's amazing I do a podcast right because I can't talk for shit. Um, That's all good. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I curse like a sailor. Sorry about that. That's Um, cool. Yeah, we don't we don't allow that shit here. All all the all the damn kids all the kids are sleeping. Don't worry about it. Good. Okay. We like bringing on people that that would have an audience that normally wouldn't know about us. So it grows our audience a little bit. So one of our goals with the podcast, I mean, let's be honest, is to make money and make it a, a, a revenue stream. You know, we're all, we're all after different streams of raven, revenue and, and trying to do this uh, more full time than, uh, you know, some of the other guys. Uh, already have still have full-time jobs and they would maybe like to get out of that and the podcast is going to be an avenue to that so um yeah i mean we're not going anywhere for sure and we're going to continue uh pushing guests i think that's going to be a a thing in the future for sure so if you had to pick a fight with another popular woodworking podcast who do you think you could pick to be besides steve ramsey green suitors Oh, of okay. course you would say Ben. Of course you would say Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you were in his hat. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's funny. We have a, we have a little uh, little uh, banter with those yeah. guys. Uh, we enjoy those guys, and it's fun hanging out with them. We, we get to hang out with them uh, at a few events that we've been to. and uh, Yeah, for sure. We definitely fight those guys. That's funny. Um, so – you recently did, um, I think it was down in Texas. You guys went and did like the Fest Tool and Odie's Challenge. I mean, uh, Rubio Challenge. And uh, <laughs> I was about ready to quit. Man, so how, how do you I was going to put a little shelf with a one single jar of Odie's right here. I was like, ah, it's too much, too much. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think the? Do you think you guys would have had that that kind of opportunity and opportunities like that if it wasn't for the podcast? No, I think, think it's opened up. The podcast opened that up, you know, very well. Uh, absolutely, I think that helps. I mean, so having going back to uh, the the fight between Green Suiters, uh, one of the guys on the Green Suiters podcast is Brian Sedgley or yeah. Festool Sedge, and we've gotten we've gotten to be buddies with him, and and he's a cool guy, and you know, he recommended that the uh, the three of us come down there. So, yeah, the podcast helped has helped out tremendously. Do you, do you a, see that, that happen? Experience. Do you Sorry, see you guys getting more opportunities like that in the future, or at least hope so? I guess. Yes, uh, I can't speak of anything uh, specifically, but we have had conversations about going to other places and doing podcasts and events and stuff. So that's cool. We're definitely all going to be at Maker Camp in the Catskill Mountains in October. Oh, oh nice. 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 Either of you guys going? Ed, no, DJ. Damn. The Maker Maker Camp is super fun. We went last year. Do you, did you enjoy Maker Camp or uh, WorkbenchCon better? You know, that's that's really hard to answer. I, I feel like they're two kind of different levels of uh, conference. I mean, WorkbenchCon is, you know, networking and schmoozing with brands, yeah. where Maker Camp is, you know, more hands-on and just being outdoors and getting dirty at, yeah. But if I if I had to choose one, I, I I think I like Maker Camp more. Yeah, yeah, Alyssa, I'll uh, I'll pick you up on my way up there. I'm gonna drive from Oklahoma, just a quick. I'm I'm gonna fly to Jersey and I'm gonna meet Pete at his house, and we're gonna drive from Pete's okay. house. So, yeah, we'll I see think, you there. I think I think are you, next, are you next year is gonna open up a lot more stuff for me because the army will be done and I'll have yeah. things more figured out. So, that I I, I look forward to doing stuff like that. I think that's one of the things that has helped my, my account grow as well. I mean, it's not just all from the podcast is I've made it a, a priority to go to those events, you know, go to workbench con, go to maker yep. camp, go, go to something that's close by, um, get out, network with people and, you know, let people know who you really are in person. And then, you know, I think that helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. I think I have to go to uh workbench con since Johnny's, Kind of has to be there. Yeah, he's. I don't want to go, but you know, <laughs> <have to> <laughs> whatever. I, got, <laughs> I was drinking with Johnny in the total boat tent until about three a.m. last. Oh night, yeah, yeah. So. He likes to drink. Yeah. 
so don't. Who's don't, driving from Oklahoma? If he's all I'm, dog, I'm, God, I'm not driving from Oklahoma, but hopefully I'll fly. Yeah, I heard uh, Maker Camp is more hands-on. You get to enjoy – if you like building stuff, you'll enjoy Maker Camp better. And I think, yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely a reason that I w would want to go. Yeah, there was a – last year there was a, a forging tent. You could go in and forge your own knife. Yeah. You could go turn your own pen. That's you awesome. Could, you can shank uh, somebody there, you know, you could hide them in the castle there was mountain. Some, there was some uh, – ninja stars in the back like really <laughs> sharp ninja stars that you could just throw yeah. through the air at a log like you could have took somebody out with one of those yeah. Uh, but yeah it's fun nice uh we got a question from uh, bernard asks a question um have you or do you sell at markets or other local events i have one time I did a local event. Uh, that was a couple of years ago. I was working in another shop with a, another local guy here, and we did an event, and we did pretty well. But that was the one and only time. What kind of yeah, stuff really... did you bring with you? Just cutting boards and little knickknacks and stuff like that. It kind of depends on the demographic. You know, we, it we really have does. a bunch of festivals in Oklahoma City, but, I mean, if I took TV stands, you know, I'm not going to sell yeah. any. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. We took we took smaller items, but we also had yeah. uh, some bigger stuff to show off what we could do. And, you know, we had price tags on them just for fun, just just in case. Yeah. Uh, nobody's, nobody bought those. Yeah, I'm well, going to be doing my first festival this fall, actually, which is kind of fun. So, well, yeah, you're, what you do is perfect for festivals. Yeah, I, I mean, think I'm probably going to do the, the bowls. You're going to do some. You're going to do good. Pretty decent out there. At least you'll get your name out there, you know. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, Kyle Hayden wants to do one. You'll probably sell nothing. Um, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Your shit's cool. <laughs> oh, you're so nice to me. So um, Kyle Hayden wants to know what's your favorite style or piece to make? <laughs> uh, definitely mid-century modern esque. Uh, I like those sleek lines, subtle curves, stuff like that. Very yeah, cool. Kyle, Kyle actually has a pretty sweet, um, I wouldn't say it's mid-century modern. I think he said it was mission style, but uh, bookshelf. If you guys don't follow Hayden Custom Woodworks, he's got a pretty cool bookshelf that he's almost done with. Maybe yeah, I, one. Think, I think the, the backer <laughs> piece went on today is the word on the street. That's what oh, said. Yeah. and then he's all he's all glued up. But man, it's it's really cool. He uh, he worked he really used, hard and very he used precise. Five hundred dominoes to hold it together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. five hundred and twelve dominoes, yeah. three hundred and forty-two dowels. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a stunning piece. So so there's a little bit of hardwood in there, and a, a lot <laughs> just of, a little, yeah, just a little to bit hold the dominoes together. Yeah. yeah, it's the hardwood holding the dominoes. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But Kyle, we love you and we rag on you because we're jealous that you got to make something so cool. Um, Kyle, if you're in here, send me a DM. That way I don't forget to go follow you. But, uh, well, yeah. No, uh, you don't need to follow him. That's literally the only cool thing he's ever done. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> you don't talk about my friend Kyle like that. <laughs> so um, K-Will wants to know, uh, what's your fit, most favorite or most memorable shop-related injury? Uh, I suffered Favorite. back from a benchtop planer that sucked. Oh, I had an old. What brand? I had a Delta benchtop planer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I forget the model number. I think it was like twenty-two five 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 or something like that. You, I got it off Amazon, and the rollers were terrible on it. I'm pretty sure they were not coplanar with the bed. And I was running three pieces through, and the middle piece kicked out and hit me right in the stomach. That hurt Ooh. bad. And then it happened again a couple of weeks later, but I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson, so I was standing off to the side. But it kicked it all the way back and through the wall. Oh man! Yeah, I got rid of that planer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have kept it for when people asked to borrow my tools. Uh, that's oh. the one you give them. <laughs> I know. Opportunity yeah. missed, but you live and you learn. I still have all my fingers, so <laughs> that's about as bad as it's gotten so far. So um, I, I have a question. So. Uh, with all this, um, we're, we're not going to deep dive in it, but with all this Odie's oil crap, you have been... Uh, uh, crap, yes, go on. 
you've been blessed with uh, a lot of packages of new finishes and oh, all so kinds many. of new brands and all that stuff. Um, have you <laughs> used any of these finishes yet? And uh, which which one are like you looking forward to using the most? Which one tastes the best? <laughs> which one? So we did we did a thing a couple weeks ago on uh, bad bad uh, shop advice where we all kind of ate some. Uh, we ate some Odie's oil, and I actually pulled mine out of the trash because I had to take well, I, mine out I of the mean, trash we did just like a little, a little taste test. Yeah, and I can tell you that the Odie's oil tastes like crap, but the Walrus no. oil was not too the bad. The Odie's, man, uh, the people at Walrus oil are very nice, uh, but Odie got them beat a little bit in the uh, taste on the test. On the taste test. <laughs> I, was, I was burping up straight up Odie's. That's how they're going to redeem cheese. themselves. Well, Ed, first of all, you were just supposed to take a little bit on the tongue, not drink a... No, he was drinking it. He, laid, he made like an Odie's like margarita. Oh, a little sawdust like on the a, rim. Yeah. It was like a Mary Poppins teaspoon and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like the walrus finish. Uh, the furniture butter actually is really great. I mean, as, as far as the O brand goes, that stuff is really close to Odie's. Or, God, yeah, I, I did a sample it. of both of those. It seemed pretty, pretty so, similar. We say noties uh, around here. Um, I like them. I, you know, it does help that the owner has been super, super nice to me. Um, they're not paying me to say any of that. I don't get paid by any brands yet, but I, you know, I'm open to it. Um, obviously, I love Rubio. I love Rubio for many reasons. Um, again, they don't pay me. Uh, you guys have uh, Mike from Total Boat. Have you used uh, the Wood Honey? Yeah, that's. Uh, one of the things I was going to bring up. I used the wood honey. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, I used the wood honey on the on the uh, phone dock thing that I posted the other day. Okay. Oh, okay. That 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 stuff is great, and it smells yeah. wonderful. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I've used it on a couple projects. I love it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I need more. I'm almost out because I used. Yeah, it so we just much. used it on the last Johnny Builds video. It was it, it did it smelled it didn't smell that bad, but like the after smell was actually pretty pleasant. I, yeah, I was uh, it's nice. I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. I like how velvety it feels after you're done. Yeah. After it's, you know, put on and cured. Yeah. Um, Didn't taste as the dose. So I can't give that opinion. <laughs> well, I'll, I yes. know what I'm doing after this. I'm going to go taste it. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's a great <laughs> real idea. Everything is content, I hear. That's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I like this. I like it. Um, and then I've gotten some, some oils and waxes from, uh, you know, small garage shop makers, which is pretty cool. Uh, I've gotten some stuff from Custom Creations in Australia, uh, some green stuff wax from another follower. I can't remember who it was. I feel bad now. Um, several things, which is uh, really cool. Did you say Atomic? What is it? Uh, oh, yeah, the Atomic. I'm wearing their yeah, shirt. You're, you're wearing yeah, you're wearing a shirt. You <laughs> Yeah. Um, they actually sent me some before all this uh, O-brand stuff okay. uh, happened. Nice. They, they sent me a, a, a little package of things that included some shirts and stuff and uh their oil is super nice as well and i'm not just saying that because they sent me shirts now what's the really worst I, I definitely want to try theirs yeah these two bowls here behind me were finished with atomic this week and it doesn't tint that's what at i was all. gonna say that's what at i like all. about the atomic oil it doesn't yellow it doesn't uh you know, amber up the wood. So if you're doing like a maple project or something that you don't want it to yellow, it's perfect for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this oh, yeah, one is air dried. And so like it keeps the sapwood white. And if you've got like purples and grays and stuff in it, it keeps those colors pretty consistent as well. Um, it really, really impressed me more than I expected. And then Bumble Shoots, who sent me this hat, the Snapback Maker Club, uh, they sent me some limoline or their orange solvent. It's just limoline. Yeah, I think uh, the, the dude from Bumble Shoots has been on here. Oh, really? Eric, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They're, they're super great. I, I can't wait to use their, their finishes. Uh, they sent me the limoline, the, the wood oil, the tongue oil, the stung oil. Stung oil is what they call it. Yeah. And then uh, a third thing. I can't remember what it is right off the top of my head. But, yeah. I'd like to try some of their stuff. I, I Walrus Oil, I talked to, uh, what's his name, Adam, Alex? Dave. Dave. I knew it, I knew it started with a D. Um, you were very close. 
I talk, whoever runs the social media, I talked to him and, and basically just asked him like, what finishes do you have that would be best for what I do? Because like, I mean, you know, I, I got some atomic oil and it's not really made for what I build. I test everything and it, it seemed to be pretty good stuff, but uh, the people at Walrus seem to be really cool and, uh, and help me with what furniture they give me some furniture butter and I'm, I'm eager to put that on the table but uh, i don't know much about bumble shoots but i'd like to give them a shot too yeah reach out to them and, and you know strike yeah. a conversation you never know where that that'll lead so i mean johnny builds his number one go-to was odie's oil and uh you know we can't yeah. use that anymore <laughs> i saw i saw the reel he made and yeah was, was it was it just a story anyways i saw i think it was a story yeah whatever, yeah the stories he made and they were they were super appreciated and i like the way he did it yeah he uh we were, we were talking about one of his last videos and we were like okay let's because the most recent video he did is kind of an offshoot of another one that he did that did really well about five months ago so we're like okay let's make it feel similar and immediately he's like, can I just slap on some Odie's oil? I love Odie's oil. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the furniture honey, you know, Total Boat's great to him. So uh, finished it with the wood honey. And it seemed to be, so far, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, but it seems to seems to be pretty, pretty legit stuff. So That was the bed he made for his daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a lengthy bill. Yeah, it looked like it. He it looked like he had to redo some stuff. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was good. Go ahead. So, so um, Kyle wants to know um, who do you look up to in the woodworking realm? Besides the three of your present company, yeah. obviously. Oh yeah, obviously. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Present present company excluded. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the, the dudes from Four Eyes, uh, Chris Salamone and Sean Boyd. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, I really like their style, their design, their design choice. Uh, I, as I was talking earlier, I do like Johnny Builds. He's got some really great design uh, concepts and stuff that I really enjoy. Um, uh, Mark Spagnolo over at the Wood Whisperer, he's awesome. We had him on the podcast. He's a great guy, uh, just a, a treasure to talk to and. Uh, just a treasure to this community, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give props to my two podcast mates. Uh, you know, they inspire me all the time as well. I mean, Pete's doing his 3D printing thing. I know that's not woodworking or whatever, but uh, I really I really look up to what he's got going on over there with his 3D printing and the small-scale yeah. manufacturing. I take a lot of uh, yeah. inspiration from that for my Etsy store. And then Mike... Mike Coffee, just the way he's grown his business over the last year, year and a half is just astounding. Uh, yeah. Dude went from a two car, two and a half car garage, and now he's got like three buildings. Uh, mm -hmm. He's got three employees, maybe four. Uh, he's doing these large corporate projects. It's just, it's really inspiring to watch. Yeah. I like, uh, he does a lot of lives where he talks about business stuff. I really enjoy yeah. that. He's I think very, in, the, in, the last, in the last podcast, he was like, I love talking business or something like that. It was, it was great to hear because a lot of podcasts don't really get into too much business. And you guys have, you know, with the J-Cats, with Mike, you guys do dive into business a little bit. Also with the humor involved, you know. So, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. We pride ourselves on, on, our, on our humor. Uh, but Mike is super <clears throat> business savvy. That's, he's the reason. He's the reason why he's the guy that does all our sponsorships through the spot through the podcast mm -hmm. uh, everything is on him you know whenever we're talking to brands or whatever or trying to spark up a deal or whatever that's mike's plate that's his area yeah i'm just the beautiful talent that shows up basically the beauty yeah, yeah the looks yeah you, somebody's yeah. got to bring in you know the the viewers with the with the appearance. It's you, obviously. Thank you. I'm glad you you realized this. Now, in addition to that, has anybody ever told you you sound like Jim Gaffigan? I have heard that a time or two. Okay, it's a beautiful <laughs> voice. It's, it's a beautiful voice. I I quite enjoy it. It puts me to you sleep. Know, I I listen to Jim Gaffigan a lot, and I don't hear it. Really? <laughs> it's <laughs> his normal voice, not his not his comedic voice, because you know he does like a lot of whispering and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I think if you that. tried, you could totally do. There you go. What, is that is Jim here? Is Jim here right now? 
<laughs> I have been told that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matthew later host wants to know how much you view yourself as a woodworker versus a contract creator and which one brings you the most, I think, joy or fulfillment was the, the question. Oh, woodworking, you know, first and foremost over everything. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a woodworker than a content creator and woodworking brings me joy more than content creation. There's lots of things I do in my shop that never get shown on the internet. I mean, I'm in there nine, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, and you'll get 15 second clips here and there. So yeah, I get more joy from the woodworking than the content creation. It's That's my awesome. solitude for sure. Yeah, I mean, everybody's watching you on content creation. Diarrhea yeah. pockets. Oh, gross. All right, you, I'm sorry. Do do as a, what do you do as a hobby? Like, other than this, which brings you in the money, what do you do for fun? I go out in my shop and I just piddle around and I try to make things that I think would be cool. That's my hobby. It's pretty cool that I'm making money at my hobby right now. I just wonder. And that's, that's, you know, that's another thing. So, like, Mike and I have talked about this. You know, he's going like huge, large scale. And yeah, I just want to be happy. And I'm, I'm super impressed by him, you know, growing his business, but that's not what I want. I just, I just want to go out to my shop and be happy. And if I can make money and be comfortable, then I've reached Yeah, my so goals. you bring those employees in, it, uh, it changes a lot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, good on him, but that's, that's not my dream. My dream yeah. is to just do what I want and, uh, be comfortable and stress-free. Can you guys see the rest of that question or is it cut off after larger? Uh, it's larger CNC? Yes, any larger plans CNC. On a, any plans on the larger CNC? Like an Avid? I don't have any plans as of right now. I mean, uh, a couple months ago, <clears throat> following me, knew that I was looking for a bigger shop space, but that's kind of uh, fallen on the wayside since I've decided I'm not going to do bigger, I'm not going to do many client commissions anymore. Yeah. So I think along with that, you know, uh, I'm very happy with my, my CNC size right now. I mean, if I get anything bigger currently, I'm going to need a bigger shop. So I'm gonna have to go back down to that yeah. road again. Um, of course, you know, with, with anything, you know, of course, bigger is better and I'd like bigger and better, but I don't need it. I'm perfectly happy with what I got. I mean, would you get a bigger CNC or get a second one finity? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I think I'd get a second Onefinity, to be honest. I mean, I, if I could have two Onefinities running, you know, one doing bow ties, one doing zero clearance inserts, that'd be optimal. But again, I don't have the room. Right. And you started I'd off with the I'd, woodworker and then upgraded to the journeyman, right? Yeah, I got the, yeah. I got the Onefinity before they even, up, before they even offered the, the journeyman, the, the bigger rail, the yeah. X rail. So as soon as that came out, I figured it. All right, we got about five minutes left. Uh, would you be interested in hammering out just lightning round questions as they, they come from the audience? Maybe one or two word answers? Can I get a beer refill? Of course. Yeah. Right. Oh, there was I'm a question with what you I'm drinking with the DD. All right, I'll be right back. I'm going to get a beer refill, and then we'll do the lightning round question. All right. That's Excellent. Now, now that Stack he's gone. Yeah, oh, I know. I still, I still have my uh, AirPods. Ah, shit. Guys, so. <laughs> Just FYI. Get uh, that nerve in some of these guests that come on here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo, gentlemen. All right. All right, boss. You ready for rapid fire? Bring it. All right. Favorite brand of tool? Laguna. Best answer obvious. ever. Uh, Lowe's or Home Depot? Menards. Yeah, of course, Menards. <laughs> uh, how do you go about pricing? That's an open-ended question. Ooh, tricky. Pricing, pricing for me is pretty, pretty basic. Uh, it's ten. It's three times the cost of material plus ten percent. Yeah. Same. Uh, who? Which is your favorite of your snapback collection? Currently, this one right here. I like this one, but it changes weekly. Uh, with your retreat from commissions, would you rather invest time in YouTube or Instagram? YouTube. The return on investment is better. 
What you drinking? Kirkland Citra Hop Session IPA. My buddy brought this to me the other day. He brought me a case of it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Well, what kind of, beer, what kind of uh, beer do you usually drink? You know, uh, TJ, TJ's got his own little uh, brewery thing going on. You know, if people are going to give me beer, I'll drink it. And that's basically <laughs> what it is. Uh, I like IPAs. I like Bud Light. I like Bud Light Chilada. That's like a joke on the podcast. Uh, I drink shandies. I drink. I like booze, so yeah. I'm not picky. You willingly ingest chilada? Absolutely, I do. I love it. That's neat. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Are you doing Etsy marketing or Etsy Plus? I'm doing Etsy marketing. I I spend about eight dollars a day on Etsy marketing. Um, I, I might bump that up. Let's hear. Kyle's got one that I think this was the first question of the show was, uh, what's your go-to brand of power tools? And I think he's referring to handheld. Milwaukee. I have Milwaukee all the things. Gotcha. Um, I think, oh, wait, here you go. Least favorite Garfield character. Odie. Odie most favorite, most favorite jerk. SpongeBob character. Patrick, obviously. Oh, I love Patrick. Is RoboCop one of the finest pieces of contemporary oh art you've ever watched? Yes, especially that scene where the guy gets his dick shot off. This man. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we've got about 35 people in the chat. And uh, when we've got a, a nice crowd like we do with you tonight, all night long, well, all hour long, uh, Scott from over at George Supply Company uh, lets us raffle off a $20 George Supply gift card. So nice. you've got a pen or paper or someplace where you can write down a number between... Oh, uh, I'm just going to say one in 38. Yeah, I got go. something. See, I was on a podcast and they did this before and last number I picked was 117, so we can't do that again. Yeah, and we can't <laughs> pick 17 even though yeah, it's always 17. Don't pick 17 anyways. <laughs> it's not going to be 17. I'm not that easy. Uh, it's starting already. All right, it doesn't start yet. Anybody, any any votes right now? Any numbers are right. Between one and what? Uh, 40. 40. One okay, 40? All right. I got it. None of them count yet. All right. Can you see the chat as it filters in? I can. I'm going to watch really closely because last time I did this, I missed it. All right. So we, we got, got 17, 11, 7, 37, 21, 28. I, see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, 17 again. 7. Um, nope. 38. Nope. Um, uh, 26. Uh -oh. 9. 24. Nope. Three. 14. Nada. Six. 41. Nope. Um, 21. There it is. Backwoods Design Co. Got it. 29. Awesome. I know it's backwards, but there you go. That's perfect. All right. Backwoods nice. Design Co. Uh, we will. I'm going to do one of these real quick and make sure that uh, you get hooked up. If, and uh, Or maybe Kyle. Will reach this, uh, out. Backwards and, to uh, send Sada yes, Stock a, a DM. Yeah, send Sada Stock a DM, and we'll we'll get you a gift card. Way to go! Very cool, boys and girls. Daniel. Yes. It was an absolute pleasure having you with us this evening. Um, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Normally, when I get to host, I put people a little bit on the spot at the end of the show, and I ask them. What gets you out of bed? What motivates you? And what would you share with somebody who doesn't seem to be able to open the door to their workshop this week? Man, I am almost the worst guy to ask that because sometimes I don't get out of bed until 11. It's good to be the boss. But what gets me out of bed is knowing that I have to be productive and uh, uh, be a, uh, a partner to my wife and make sure she's not doing this whole thing alone. So that's what gets me out of bed. Good deal, boss. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the class before we wrap it up tonight? Uh, go listen to my podcast. Uh, I, I'm real big into community support. So uh, what Jonathan Katz-Moses does with the Woodworkers with Disability Fund, go check that out. I believe it's Jake. Oh, I always ruin the, the Instagram handle. It's 
Just look up Jonathan Katz Moses. If somebody knows it, they can tag it in fund. here. Go check that out. Go contribute. Go do something. Go help somebody. Be be the better person and be a positive influence in the community. That's all I want to say. All right. Okay. Thank Another you very much. Well, podcast. we appreciate you Another being flexible. Is the name of his uh, podcast. Another, Another Woodshop wood podcast. Wood shop. Another Woodshop yeah. podcast. Another Woodshop. What did I say? It sounded like you said wood talk. Another, another wood, wood talk. talk. Another sawdust talk. Uh, yeah. Another sawdust <laughs> talk <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yeah, just, it's just same thing. Podcast. Another wood shop podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's adequate. It's an adequate podcast. Yeah, it's very, consistently very mediocre or better. It's consistently yeah. better than average. Consistently, yes. No, it's, it's great. It's it's probably my just barely. Yeah, it's in my top top fifteen favorite wood shop podcast. And and Fantastic. you can hear Dan's angelic voice sing to you. He even sings, yeah, he sings it. Yeah, so, yeah there's jingles. That's reason enough. That's it. <laughs> All cheers, right, boys. Gentlemen. Well, yeah, Appreciate cheers it, indeed. Man. Thank you for being flexible and, and getting together with us next week. We're going to be back on Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you guys for being flexible with me. Tomorrow is my – no, Thursday is my anniversary. I record my podcast on Thursdays. My wife asked me if I could do – my podcast on Wednesday, so I had to ask these guys if they would do Tuesday, and they said yes. So, they're the for you one. anything, Dan. Yeah, really. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember you said that, Ed. bro. Hit me up. I got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right, guys. Great to meet you, man. Nice to nice to meet you. Like, thank you. We'll see you.